This is episode 133 of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of Two Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that I created a free prenatal pelvic floor resource for you. It's a free ebook with three common misconceptions when it comes to preparing your pelvic floor for birth and includes three tips of what to do instead. If you're pregnant or know someone who is, this resource is key for preparing for birth. The tips I share are what I teach and have worked through with hundreds of prenatal physiotherapy clients, and I use myself with both of my pregnancies. Also, a bonus is that two of these tips will also give you a head start on your postpartum recovery by understanding how to connect to your pelvic floor before you even give birth. You can go to the link in the show notes for this episode at twobirthandbeyond.com or to my website, holistichealthphysio.com to download your free ebook today. So welcome back to another episode of the Two Birth and Beyond podcast. It's Anita here. And today I'm sharing three key tips about how birth stories can actually help you prepare for birth. So if you're pregnant or plan to be pregnant in the future, maybe you've already been hearing different birth stories from other people. So you'll want to stick around for these three tips. And if you work with pregnant clients, you'll want to know these so that you can best support your clients as they're navigating hearing birth stories. And if you don't plan to be pregnant in the future, you'll want to share these tips with your family and friends. And as always, Jess and I love to hear from you. So send us an email or a DM on Instagram at Two Birth and Beyond Podcast or post in our private podcast Facebook group. Let us know what types of birth stories have you been hearing. So we're going to jump into tip number one, and this is to hear a variety of birth stories. So what I find is when I ask my prenatal physiotherapy clients what kind of stories they've been hearing, or I have people messaging me, letting me know, most often people hear negative stories. And when I say about hearing a mix, the reason why is because I think it's important to hear a variety of types of birth experiences. So vaginal birth, cesarean birth, hospital, home, birth center, people who've experienced forceps, vacuum, episiotomies, people who've had epidurals and who have not had epidurals. Really hearing a variety of stories can help you no different options and what different birth experiences are out there. And so it actually will help you know what to look more into. So maybe you hear a birth story and that person had experienced different things in their birth that you had no idea was actually an option during labor, or you didn't realize certain interventions 
still happened. Maybe you had been told they don't happen anymore. So it's really key to hear different experiences. And it's also going to help you learn different ways of coping through labor because maybe you've only heard one way and that you may hear all different ways. Like you're going to hear people who have experienced an epidural and what their experience was with that and how it helped or pros and cons of having an epidural, but also other types of pain medication that can be offered during labor, as well as other ways of coping. So for example, acupressure or using a birth tub or a birth ball or different labor positions that you had no idea were available. So how I look at it is that it's not just about positive and negative birth stories. It's really about hearing different birth experiences. And actually how that ties into positive and negative stories is perhaps before you've actually heard a variety of stories, you may have assumed that certain types of birth were positive and certain types were negative. And I can tell you from hearing hundreds of birth stories that it's actually not the case. So you may hear someone's birth experience and assume it was positive or negative. But when you actually give them the space and you ask them, you might even be surprised. So I've had some clients who they had various interventions during their labor, which wasn't part of their preferences or part of what they thought was going to be a part of their experience. However, after they've shared their experience and I give them space to you know, share, was that positive or was that negative or was it a neutral experience? And they say it was actually very positive. And then you may hear the opposite. You may hear someone who has a birth, maybe that you're wanting, that you're assuming, well, that sounds like the ideal birth to me. And then again, when you give them that space to share, they actually say it actually was not, it was a negative or it was a traumatic experience. And what you'll find the common thread is, is often the support that the person had during their birth experience. So going back to that example of someone who perhaps had a bunch of different interventions or their birth did not go how they had thought it would, but the their care provider and the staff and their support people around them really supported that whole way and perhaps talked them through each step and were told about the different options. And they actually felt really an active part of their birth experience, even though it didn't go how they had thought it would. They then say it was positive because of all that support they had. And then the opposite, how I said that there's some people where maybe you hear their experience and you assume it's positive, but when you ask them, they felt like, no, they didn't have the support that they felt they needed. And so that was part of why it was a negative or a traumatic experience. So I did want to share that as the first tip because I think it's really important. So kind of looking beyond just hearing positive and negative birth stories, now you understand why it can actually help you ahead of time because it's going to help you know of different options, different experiences that you may not have known were were options or that could happen during labor. And that's also going to help you connect and ask questions with your care provider. So 
if you're hearing them earlier on in your pregnancy, that gives you time to speak to your care provider and, you know, ask them about these options or ask them questions of like, I didn't know A, B, or C could happen during labor or during birth. Can you share, you know, how would these come up in my labor or when would these be recommended? So hearing different stories can help for those reasons. And so what I'll do is in the show notes, I'm going to put our past episodes that have been from guests or my own birth experience or Jess's birth experience, um, those episodes in the show notes. So then you can start to listen to different types of births. So between those and other guests we've had on, we have home births, hospital births, vaginal births, um, unplanned cesarean, planned cesarean, epidural, non-epidural. So you start to hear different types of stories. And then I do encourage you to check out, there are so many fantastic podcasts um, that their focus is sharing different birth stories. And there are great blogs as well that do that. So going back to my first pregnancy, I wasn't listening to a ton of podcasts at that point. I was just starting to. So I'd say most of the birth stories that I was reading or hearing about outside of my clinical practice were through different blogs. And I was starting on on a few podcasts. Um, But then also I realized too, my experience at that point, I was in pelvic health and I was seeing a lot of pregnant and postpartum clients. So I was hearing daily multiple birth stories. And that's the same today. I do hear a variety all the time. So I realized that can be a different experience if you're not in this type of profession. And so I really wanted to share some options for you of how to hear different birth stories. So going into tip number two. So this is about boundaries around birth stories and making the decision of what stories you want to hear. So like I said at the top of the podcast, if you're currently pregnant or if you're planning to be pregnant in the future and those around you are aware of that, you may already be starting to hear people share their birth stories without asking you first if they're actually something that you want to hear. And they often come out of a place of they're wanting to help you prepare. However, I want to remind you it's your choice if you want to hear it. So some different ways around this, perhaps you do want to hear anyone's birth story who shares shares it with you, and that's totally fine. That's your choice. If you find you've been hearing a variety of birth stories and you've decided that you want to start hearing more of certain stories over others, letting people know if they start to share their story, you could say that, you know, thank you, I understand you want to share, but you could share after my birth, or letting them know you've been hearing a lot of different birth stories, and at this point, you're not interested in hearing other ones, um, or that, yeah, that you've already heard a variety of stories. So finding your way to set boundaries. I know I've had 
a lot of clients say that they do this and I completely understand it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, and I've had members in my bump to birth course mention this as well, that they're wanting to set boundaries around this because it can affect you. If you're hearing stories that, um, that are whether they're positive or negative and traumatic, that if you're not in a place to want to hear that, that can affect how you feel, whether it's that day or in your pregnancy or going into your birth. So to know that you have every right to set boundaries around what types of stories you do want to hear. And then the third tip I wanted to share is I call it, you know, putting yourself in a bit of a bubble. And this is over kind of the last few weeks in pregnancy. So if up to this point, you've heard different types of birth stories, so you've, you've heard a variety, like I said, off of tip number one, and you've taken that information, used it to prepare, used it to ask questions to your care provider, and now at this point, you're wanting to focus on hearing certain types of birth experiences so that you can just really focus on perhaps the type of birth um, that is similar to the preferences that you have. And again, a reminder that it's important to hear a variety before this time, because I have heard from some people where all they heard were positive birth stories or only one type of birth story. And so they went into birth assuming that was going to be their experience because everyone else had this positive experience. So why would theirs be any different? And then their birth did not go how they were thinking it would. And it did not go how everyone else they had heard from went. And so that added to their negative or traumatic experience. So again, just to preface with this third tip, I would recommend still hearing a variety beforehand. So those last few weeks, put yourself in a bubble, whether it's, you know, listening to podcasts or blogs with the types of stories that you want to hear can be quite helpful. And I personally did that too with both of my pregnancies. So like I said, with the work I do as a pelvic health physiotherapist, my practice is focused on pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. So I do hear quite a few birth stories every day, and I'm so grateful that clients feel they can share them. And I give them space to do that within our sessions. And for some people, it's a few weeks after they've given birth. For others, it's years after they've given birth. And so I do hear all types of birth stories. I feel it's important if the client wants to share it it can help me, you know, support them postpartum and also depending how their birth went, recommend other resources that can be helpful in their recovery. Plus it can make a big difference on their physical recovery. So there's a lot of reasons why um, clients sharing their birth stories can be quite helpful. And so what I ended up doing with both of my pregnancies is I ended my clinical practice, part of my work, a few weeks before my estimated due date. And I knew that definitely I could go past my due date, which I did with both babies. Um, I knew it was very common, very normal. And, uh, but I did want to go off a bit before so I could create a bit of this bubble. 
And because I know I hear a variety of stories that being off a little bit before would then allow me just to create more of a focus um, after hearing all different types of experiences, being very educated on all the different options um, and preferences and different journeys that birth can take you. And I know that's not an option for everyone, um, but I thought I would mention it because perhaps it's something that you've been thinking about, but creating that bit of a bubble over those last few weeks, especially if you've already heard a variety of stories. So those are my three birth story tips that I feel can be quite helpful because I don't feel this is actually talked about very much. If anything, people are told, okay, hear birth stories, but now you have more of an idea why it can actually help you prepare and how it can help you prepare feel free to let me know over on Instagram or in our private Facebook group or send an email. What type of birth stories have you been hearing? And I would love to hear from you. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 